Transport yourself back in time and explore the fascinating and harrowing story of the Titanic's maiden voyage. Now open at COSI. Don't miss Titanic, the Artifact Exhibition. This epic exhibit features over 200 authentic artifacts recovered from the ocean floor. Discover poignant passenger and crew accounts and majestic recreated interiors, including the iconic Titanic Grand Staircase. Tickets for Titanic, the Artifact Exhibition are on sale now. Book your voyage at COSI.org. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And today, have y'all seen the movie Max Keeble's Big Move? Well, here is the sequel. Tillman Fertitta's Big Move. That's right. So a couple of days ago, sometime last week, it was reported that Tillman Fertitta wants to make a big move 2023-2024 season. So that's not next season. It's the season after. But he wants to make a move. He wants to get into the arms race. And I figured that would be the topic of discussion for this episode. We're going to talk about what that move could look like, whether or not the move should be made, or whether a move like that could be prevented if the Rockets end up with some draft luck. So there's a lot to dive in here about this. So the first item up for discussion today in regards to this big move, is whether or not the Rockets are going to do it this season. Now, because the report said it was going to be 2023-2024, I don't believe this is likely, but knowing that there are going to be stars coming in this offseason for a trade, there has to be some people that... The ha- that are on the Rockets' radar, at least. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are at the top of that list at this point. We've written about Donovan Mitchell, both sides of the coin, on the dreamshake.com, so go check that out. But, you know, it's been, um, you know, those are the number one and number two obvious choices. But I don't necessarily know if that's exactly what the Rockets are going to do at this moment. Because I do think the Rockets are trying to get their high pick in 2023. Especially if they end up with that number one pick. Because that number one pick is expected to be Victor Wenbanyama from France. 
and he is the number one pick in this draft. If he were to come out, probably would have been the number one pick in the 2021 draft. Probably would have been the number one pick in the 2020 draft. You get the idea. This is someone that you want to look into. And maybe the Rockets will have the ability to trade that pick to get to where they want to go. I don't necessarily know if Victor Wenbanyama is the guy that they're going after as this big move, but I do know that something's coming. And I think this was music to Michael Brown's ears. He's coming on his night off to come talk about this. So I'll accept his speaker request, bring him up on stage. Mike, what's going on, brother? Congratulations hey, on your new role as the Sacramento Kings head coach, Mike Brown. Well, thank you. Uh, there was one listener that wished me well on my endeavor, um, which is pretty fun. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but that's pretty enjoyable. Love uh, that. Yeah, I, I saw the title. I figured we could chop it up a little bit. Um, am I the only one that likes Tillman Fertitta less after this interview? Or am I mistaken? Hmm. Why? I, don't trust, I, don't, I don't trust him at all. I don't trust him with this franchise. I don't trust him with this quote-unquote big move that he's making. Do you know what kind of people don't have a vision for a move like this? Is people who give an interview and say that a big move is coming. This is grandstanding by the owner of the Rockets who has no real vision of what he wants his franchise to do over the next three to five years. That's what I took away from the interview. So you're telling me that he gave basically a two-year plan in the interview, and you're now saying that because he made the interview that you you just don't trust him. Well, okay, so he gave a two-year plan. What's the plan? The plan is to make a move, and that's what we're talking about here. What is that move going to be? He wants to make a move. Every team is going to make moves. Like, he's saying this with, like, okay, great. Then go do it. Why are you talking? Don't talk about it. Go do it. That's how I feel. Like, show me, don't tell me. And he's told us so many things over the past. I'm going to spend in the luxury tax. No, you didn't. Uh, I'm going to bring a championship. How much did he? Okay. Did he, when he say, when I say spend, I'm talking about spending into the luxury tax and doing everything you can do to make your team the best possible team to go win a title. Said he was going to do it. He didn't do it. He did it. He just did it in the wrong ways. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we're on the same page. He did it, but he did it. But Mike, you're saying he didn't do it at all. He didn't what I'm do saying it. Is- he just did it in the wrong ways. He went for Russell Westbrook. That was a mistake. But you can't tell me that he didn't try. He, I should rephrase. He bet on the wrong horses. He bet on the wrong horses. That's a perfect example. Yeah, bet on the wrong horses. Bet on Epicenter. Nope. <laughs> yeah, right? That's incredible, by the way. The longest. Uh, oh, I love that. The what was it? He had the, the horse that won had the longest odds since 1913, which is incredible. I am um, a 
Derby enthusiast, and that was oh, amazing. it was awesome. It's so cool. And I then there's the talks Kentucky Derby. Like, oh my god, like it. I would I would talk about the Kentucky Derby for the whole rest of the time if we could, but we don't. So, did you know that there there? T- we'll talk about this later. Uh, just you and I. Um, no, but in my opinion, obviously, I would love to talk about what the moves could be. I just think it's important to note that we're trusting a guy that has done nothing to earn our trust. So when he says this, I don't know what it is. I have some ideas on what he thinks it would be, but I just, I I came out of listening to that interview, liking him less than before the interview. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, it's possible. (laughs) Trust me, it's possible. You do not like the man. I I don't personally, Here's my here's my thing about Simone Fertitta, right? Mm-hmm. I'm indifferent. Okay. I don't I don't like nor dislike him because he's not the one that's playing the game at the end of the day. Like, and that's sure. kind of how I feel about most owners. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't like. I, I mean, I, there's not really an owner that people like. You're like, oh yeah, I love that owner. Yeah, I like, like Cuban. It, it's kind of. I don't know. I just I feel like it's just kind of it's just kind of weird to me. Like like you don't watch you don't watch sports for the owners. You know what I'm saying? You watch sports for the athletes. You watch sports for you know everything else. And like the people that are actually in the day to day operations that you can see, like you're not rooting for the owners at the end of the day. So I don't really care about what Fertitta says or does necessarily although this did capture my attention because i do believe that they are going to make a move and i've said this a couple of times you know the 2023 you know they they don't have the caps they like they get off of walls contract and they finally end that that saga and they also have this boatload of draft picks that they could you know package together to trade for somebody they also have a bevy of young players as well. Like it wouldn't surprise me if this top pick, whoever it is, gets traded a year from now as part of this quote-unquote big move that Tillman Fertitta is talking about to go and get like this this next big star that's going to bring the Rockets back to relevance and and pairing up with Jalen Green. Yeah, I to to. To comment on what you said before about the owners, no, you're not caring about your franchise because of the owner, but the owner is responsible for putting the people in place to make the Partially responsible. Partially responsible. No, I mean, it's his choice to put together the front office. You know, he put Raphael Stone in charge. Okay, so, it's, and then so let, let's the roster. Let's please blame in the correct place. It starts with Fertitta. If it starts Stone with is Stone. It, but ultimately, it starts with Fertitta. But the decisions made on behalf of the front office land at the feet of Raphael Stone. Yes, but that's why you and I look across the league right now. It's such a fluid it's become such a fluid league that what is today may not be tomorrow. Right, it's, which is why we really can't say what this big move is going to be. Right, then we why, have that good of an idea as to what Then it's why did be. he say exactly why did he say it then? 
because he likes to hear himself talk and say things that if they don't come to fruition, that he can't be blamed for. No, well, he's done it before and he's doing it again. That's not, that's not necessarily like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think, look, I think the Rockets are kind of at a point though, where, yeah, in their timeline, it makes sense to go and make a move in 2023-24 because they're, they don't own their draft pick for 24. They have these future draft picks that are unprotected from Brooklyn that will look even better a year from now when maybe. Brooklyn continues to regress. Maybe. It's a massive maybe. It's a huge... It's, it was, it's, it's, it's a, a maybe huge. that I'm willing to bet on. Sure. It's a maybe no, that I, I'm willing yeah. to bet on because considering the fact that Brooklyn won just as many playoff games as the Houston Rockets did this year, and nobody's walking through that door and making that team any better than it already is because they've got to pay Kyrie, pay Kevin Durant, and they don't really have much else to spend. They don't have any draft picks to trade because they traded them all to the Rockets. The Nets are not getting much better than where they are. They might get luckier, and they might, you know, with a full season of Kyrie, maybe they'll be able to do a little bit better. But are you telling me next season that they're going to be better than uh, they're going to be better than Milwaukee, better than Miami, better than Boston? Like you can't you can't tell me with a straight face that they will for sure certainly be better than those teams. You, but you, you can't. No, I can't. But you also can't tell me that they're going to take a massive step back if they get a healthy Ben Simmons, a Kyrie Irving, a healthy Kyrie for an entire year, and Durant. Like that, that team is a playoff team. Think about it. I it's mean, a playoff Ky- Kyrie team. Missed, yes, but Kyrie missed what half the season because of COVID. So you're talking about picks from them that if they make the playoffs are going to be no better than what 16, 17. 17 is the best that those picks are going to be. Yes, but l- look at this too. Okay, Kyrie next season is in his age 31 season. Durant is in his age 34 season, and that's in 2022. Sure. Yeah. I'm no, talking you're... about the fact that there's a 2027 pick that is unprotected that belongs to the Rockets when Kevin Durant will be almost 40 years old and Still Kyrie is. almost 35. You're, that pick is probably going to be part of this big move that Tillman Fertitta slash really Rafael Stone is going to make. I think it goes without saying that I hope I'm wrong. Like, Me I too. just, I, well, I just, I don't, <laughs> I, I, exactly, right? You know, I, the question is, let's get, okay, so let's get into it, right? You and I, let's break it down right now. A year from now, if he says they're going to pull a major move, if you had to bet, Every dollar in your bank account, what's the move? If you had to put, I'll give you two scenarios. Give me two guys or two situations that he's referring to the big move. What do you think it is? I would think that it is, look, here's what it depends on. Everyone's on the block except Jalen Green. And I'm talking everybody. I'm talking Kevin Porter. I'm talking Al P. I'm talking KJ Martin. I'm talking everybody. 
I'm talking even this top pick that we're about to get. Because this top pick that we're about to get is not better than Jalen Green. You keep Jalen Green because what he's going to be is a top 20 player in the league for years to come. And hopefully they might be able to snag another one. If they were to land at number one next season again and they they win the Wemby sweepstakes, then I would be less inclined to make a trade because I think that Jalen Green and and Wembanyama can win you a championship within five years. And I think that you use the extra picks from Brooklyn to make midseason adjustments and you and you move from there. Um, but I will say my guess is they would end up trading for like I mean it's difficult to tell who's gonna be available this time next year, like of, of main stars. I mean you obviously have to point out the fact that Utah is is looking like it's about to implode. You have to look into the idea of um, a place like, you know, Philly. Like, how long is Philly going to be there? Is Joel Embiid going to want out? You have to look mm. in. Like, like I think I think when they say everybody, like I think you you never know who's going to be on the table, and and the Rockets have enough ammo to make a move and yeah players have to be freed up um you know maybe if jimmy butler were to come back i know for a fact the rockets would be interested if the like if if Jokic somehow became available of course the rockets would be interested but obviously like and and i'm not saying that they will in fact i'm not expecting Jokic to be but you have to you have to keep in mind you know that's what's happened with Utah this year, right? It's taken several years of Utah underperforming in the playoffs. And it, and it's like, okay, now it's time. You know, hey, what's going to happen? Denver is probably next on that list of teams that are, okay, like how much, how much more of Jokic's prime are we going to spend here just wasting it away? Maybe we do make a trade. Um, I could also see a place like, like I really think those are, and then Jimmy Butler, if Miami just doesn't work out, but I do think they will. I, I don't see how Miami's not going to work out for Jimmy Butler. I maybe Zach Levine or something like that, but I also feel like Zach Levine and Jalen Green are very similar. You know, so like a big move like this takes a lot. You know, Zion makes a lot of sense too for a big move. I would not want Zion on my team just because of the injury concerns that we've seen from him. But like a healthy Zion, if we were promised that would be, would be something that I'd be interested in for sure. Um, But yeah, I think the Rockets want to get back in the race and they are taking their time, but also at the same time, don't make a move just to make a move, make the right one. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I, I have my thought on what the move is if it actually comes to fruition and it would just infuriate me if they do this. What I think do you it, think it's going to be? Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds like something that could also happen. 
it's a sexy name that would draw it's a sexy attention. Sexy name that would draw. Yes, you're right. But it's... and he likes the and Tillman likes. He's in the he's in the he's in the show business, you know. But it doesn't make any sense. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg to do it. And you can't give away an arm and a leg because we all know at some point Anthony Davis may need that arm and a leg because the dude can't stay healthy. He just can't. You know? Yeah, that's, and it's, yeah, I, that's why I, I would want someone like uh, Zion's fat and out of shape. I don't want Zion. I don't want Zion either. Now, the real question is, right, and this is the, this is the franchise question that I have for you and every other Rockets fan. With a 12% chance at landing him, do you want to go through another season to have the a shot at Victor? I mean, I've seen the kid play. The kid's a freak. The kid is Giannis 2.0, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's a massive risk. To I, want, I want the Rockets to roll with the crew that they got. Because at the end of the day, because you're right, you know, 12% chance of getting him is an 88% chance you don't get him. And I think if they draft in the top three, though, they're they're not going to be there. I think between Jalen Green and if you bring in one of Chet, Jabari, or Paolo, it's just not going to be there. So that's why. You know I what think, the Rockets? Would I think they're going to be out do? of it. You know what they would do though? Hmm. I I personally think, and this might be the big move that we're talking about. Trading up to get Victor. Yeah, but dude. And the Rockets have enough to where they can say. It's not number three. If they were at number three and Vic was number one. But at the same time, Victor Wimbanyama is not a guy that if you were given the number one pick, you trade for. I mean, look, the Rockets can try. The Rockets can try. And maybe maybe it will be enough. Maybe for a team like. you know, may, maybe other teams don't feel the same way about him that other teams would. I, look, I'm just playing total skeptics because, like you said, Mike, this is a year plus from now, and so much will change between now and then. So it's difficult to really forecast what this could be. And I think in conclusion of this episode, to kind of wrap things up a little bit, is play what's in front of, like, yes, you do have to play the long game, but play the short game while you're at it too. Focus on what's in front of you right now. Let's deal right. with it right here and see what you got. Because then a year from now, you're more likely to make a different move based on what you think. Because maybe they don't need a big move after this season. Maybe Jeez. they're comfortable with what they've got. And maybe this team will overperform compared to what we're expecting. They simply and, and maybe the player that Jalen Green becomes, it will be more likely to fit with one guy versus another. That's exactly my point. That's where that's why it pissed me off when he talks. I don't because, know. Yeah, I mean because look, it, it, is, it's it, like, it doesn't mean a whole lot. You're right. It doesn't mean a whole lot. But that's all I, I, was I think what I think what that interview was all about was simply just reassuring fans that like you know we're not going to be these losers for much longer i think that's what it was because look owners when they talk they have no obligation to speak to the media 
unless it's like some major news. But this was not one of those opportunities. This is not one of those times where he had to speak to the media. Right. On his own, he personally came up with this. And I think the Rockets, like the Rockets, need to operate as if this interview never really happened. But in reality, that's kind of what they've been doing. You know, they they're operating. They, like they've known this. This has been the plan all along since they traded Harden. Right. In my opinion, this was the plan. So keep with the plan and adapt as needed. And I think they've done that. So keep doing what you're doing, Rockets front office. If you're listening to this, and whenever you're ready to make that big move, do it. But yeah. make the right move. Don't necessarily make a move just to make a move make the right move and i feel like they've done that so far mike i really like i i've said i i've had no qualms with how the rockets have dealt with the past two years i think that they were put in an extremely difficult position where they were almost forced to rebuild or endure the middle area zone that like utah is in now basically um or a team like you know, Portland was last year. Like that's where the Rockets would have been had they not done this. So I think I, I'm I'm just keep pushing along, keep chugging along. Yeah, I, I think you know I I saw the the post on on DreamCheck.com about Donovan Mitchell. You know, there's talks about Rudy Gobert. I think at this point the the last thing you want to do is give up any real assets for a guy that's not going to be able to help you legitimately over the next four to six years. I think that's a decent window, you know, like a Gobert. I would like Gobert over Mitchell, but damn Donovan Mitchell is a, is a stud. Look, he's take away the contract, take away the contract. Rudy Gobert is exactly what this team needs. For sure. No, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's worth the contract that he has, but someone's going to take it. And if he does end up opening, like opening a trade or opening his idea of a trade and he's willing to be traded, I think there's a lot of teams that could benefit from a guy like him. I feel like Donovan Mitchell, like both him and like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are both um, plan B players, right? They are, they're, they're a good second fiddle. They're not good enough to lead their team to a championship. Oh, I mean, that's fair. Well, and and the Rockets would put they, both of those guys in a position in a, in a where sense, they wouldn't like, have to be. In a sense, and I hate to say this because I, I, you know, James Harden, like he's basically James Harden. Like James Harden proved in Houston he could not be the number one on a championship team. Now in Philly, he's uh, 10 wins away. From a championship with Joel Embiid, who's better than him, and maybe even Tyrese Maxey at this point. Well, it's so funny. You know, I mean, Harden had 31 tonight and nine assists and seven rebounds in a game that they had to have. And quite honestly, outperformed Joel Embiid tonight. Now, Embiid is hurt. I didn't know that. I I thought, because when I checked checked the score right before um, we came on, um, I saw... I saw that it was like like Harden had just like 20 on four of 11 shooting, so he must have done some. Sh- he yeah, must have he, done something in the last like 15 minutes that we've been talking. 
He had the big that three at the end. Yeah, I've been watching. That's he the, the last thing I saw. The, the last thing I saw was the three that looked like Vintage yeah. Harden. And I, like, and I, I think he, I think he got a really bad run or a really bad PR when Embiid was hurt. Because what nobody was talking about was, okay, yeah, you take Embiid away and Harden struggled. Okay, well, go take Bam Adebayo away from Miami and see how they struggled. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, he's going to struggle. If he's doing this by himself, he was getting no help from anybody else. But staying on the on the subject, I hope I'm wrong, dude. And I do hope that, too. you know, they improve this team mightily. And I hope that – my hope is that they're a playing team next year. You know, yeah, and and if that happens, then they're not going to be in the victor in the victor sweepstakes. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Mike. Yes. The the big move is he's going to fire Steven Silas, and he's going to trade. Don't do it. Seven draft picks don't. to the Sacramento Kings for you, Mike By the Brown, way, the Sacramento Kings coach. Awful hire by Sacramento. Can we talk about that for like six seconds? That is an Awful hire by the Kings. I was not a fan of it. I think oh. I think you're a way better podcaster. Well, no, that's fair. No, that's entirely <laughs> true. Um, but like hiring, you know, what I will not confirm or deny to be a distant relative of myself. Um, the Kings are going to Kings. That's such a like that's an F hire in my book. That is going to go so badly. It's a very Kings hire. I'll say that. Yeah, but like, I think this is so a good bad. place. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at DreamShake SBN. Head over to the DreamShake.com for all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Mike will be back Tuesday. He's not actually like I promise you guys it was a different Mike Brown. Um, so uh, there was someone on Twitter that that thought yeah. he was actually leaving. So. Um, or at least he acted like he thought. Um, but thankfully, Mike is not going anywhere anytime soon, and he'll be back on Tuesday for the next episode. We are just a week from Tuesday away for uh, from the NBA lottery, so that'll be exciting. And then after that is when we'll really get into discussions about these prospects that are possibly Houston-bound. Uh, you know, one of them is is a Patrick Mahomes lookalike, so that's that's. Oh my cool. God, you, um, <laughs> that is the greatest <laughs> video I have ever seen. Like the end of that, where the guy goes, "Hey, well, you're not Patrick." I was like, "Yes, that's why you ignored me." <laughs> yeah, that's why. Fallon Bakero sitting there, he's like, "Yeah, I mean." Okay. Yeah. That was uh, a re- that was a weird flex, by the way. Paolo Bancaro at F1. Uh, Grand Prix today. He he played it off so nice. That was really nice of him. But yeah, uh, we're gonna be on forever. We, we need to wrap this up quickly. But Mike, tell the people where they can follow you. BSW Podcast underscore MB. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Ticket. Until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's 
magical.